On this episode of Peppercorn's Movie Shack, we take a look at the newest release from Jordan Peele, his follow-up to the huge success of Get Out, Us. All this, and basically we just crap our pants. In the Movie Shack. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Peppercorn's Movie Shack. I am your host, Timothy Gillespie, and with me, as always, is Joseph Winchell. Hey, everybody. We are here today to talk about a film that is immensely uncomfortable, but uh, slightly enjoyable, as it is... There's dozens of humor in it, too. It's funny and relatable, and in that way, it is horrible and uncomfortable. Um, The movie we're talking about, of course, is Us from... Writer, director, producer Jordan Peele, famous from the Key and Peele show. Then did a complete 180 and started doing horror stuff. Yeah, but it's still funny horror. Oh no, it's but it's it's still like it's like anybody who's seen Key and Peele, it's like it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh it doesn't totally surprise me because like especially well, they the did quality that. of the movies because the sketch work. Did they one with Kevin Sorbo like a zombie thing one time on on on, on Cam Peel? I think they did a, a sketch like that, and he had wrote, written and directed it. Yeah. So there was no, like I'm l- sure. little spots of it then. Yeah, but they always had very high production value in their yeah, sketches. They did, yeah. And they would like they even did like this funny horror sketch about um, Urkel being on Family Matters. That's right. Yeah, yeah and they would do stuff. You know, yeah. there was a lot of stuff relating to horror in there. When you look was... back, all the seeds were there for him to make this. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And, and he he's clearly he grew up a horror fan. Too, I haven't checked it out yet, but uh, I want to. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think the f- the first episode is is free. You can get it off YouTube. Uh, they, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, they do that. A lot Otherwise, you would have to go to CBS. Uh, CBS. Yes. Because I'm sure if it's immensely successful, it'll be end up on TV. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, so many streaming apps. I don't fucking know. Like it's just you got you can't watch anything on TV anymore. So it's no, like, everything's on Crackle or fucking CBS streaming or FX now or whatever. Netflix, Netflix. Hulu, Netflix Amazon. makes sense because Netflix was like the first, but yeah. now everybody's got their own streaming service. It drives me nuts. Well, but whatever. I'll watch. We've it. all learned Consume. from the Netflix model. Consume. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about us from. Jordan Peele, and but first, uh, just a bit of brief news. The um, well, two things. Um, this is news that I thought would be good news, and then when I followed up on it, it was 
it was misleading and I'm angry. What, what? Um, there was a news report that the new special five minute IMAX trailer for Godzilla King yeah, of Monsters. Yeah, I didn't mean to ask you about this. Was playing before Shazam. Shazam. Right? Yeah. But I went to uh, the theater by us, which is the shittiest of all the theaters um, of the major th- of the major three movie theaters by us, and I won't name names, but it just happens to be in Stony Brook. Um, it's the cheapest theater on the island, probably to this day. <laughs> well, Sable's like the cheapest. But, Sable is the. Stadium. But I don't put it in that. You know, Sable's like a small little local. Mom, almost like a mom and pop theater at this point. Right. But but Stony Brook's the only one that has a uh, an official IMAX theater. But yeah. it, you know, it's it seems so out of place, uh, so out of touch. But anyway, um, so I watched it. So I went to see Shazam for the second time on IMAX, which. It's cool. The movie's great. It's worth seeing twice. We'll discuss that more next week. Yes, <laughs> but I wanted to see this trailer, and they did yeah. not have that trailer at that theater. Is it, it? Was it only playing in like the grand IMAX theaters? Did According to all research? the news reports, is like before all perform performances, performances, before presentation every production of Shazam. Yeah. The cast will come out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be before that, and it wasn't before that. So I just assume it's all Stony Brook's fault. Although it probably has nothing to do with that. I just like complaining. And also, their concession line was the slowest thing known to man. Sorry, Brooke. Yes. Jesus. They have that round table. And then when I finally got up to the front, I was just like, oh, can I get some of those pretzel nuggets? They're like, it'll take five to seven minutes. And and my movie started in five (laughs) to seven minutes. And I was just like. Did you guys go to Eat at Chatters one time in Island 16 and everything took like 45 minutes to make? Oh, yeah. That was a while ago. yelled at our friend. (laughs) Yeah, that was a while ago. That's right. Yeah. 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 Chatters or whatever it was. It's out sixteen. The little little fucking bar, bar slash restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Restaurant I think they that was a while ago. That I think was a while ago. Since changed staff and chefs <laughs> and everything else like that. It was literally like, well, our movie doesn't start for an hour, but we will get some snacks beforehand. And it was like literally breathing down the neck of our start time. And they're like, can we get our food? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or can we get it in a bucket to go? Jesus. Bucket of chicken. <laughs> um, mm, delicious. Nothing Lovely. but the best. But it so was, wait, so is there no five-minute trailer? Is it a myth, or is it... No, it exists, because um, I found it online. You watched it? I found a, a bootleg, like someone oh, like okay. filming with it with a... With an a, iPhone in a yeah. theater. Yeah. Um, thank Don't you that, to the fine people that read it. So I watched it on there, and then watching it, I was like, wow, I would have really yeah. enjoyed seeing this on an IMAX screen. What's it like the, when they did The Dark Knight? Is it like the beginning, like the first five minutes of the movie or something like that? Kind of. Kind it's, of. it's sort of like... A three-minute scene with an extended trailer at the end. Oh, okay, so it's like so, a glorified trailer. Yes, okay. it's sort of a build-up. I'm into that. I mean, we've—I don't know. I think we've mentioned it a few times. Like, I'm stoked to see this movie. Oh yeah, you know, no. so I give me all the content on it. Yes, I'm certainly going to still see the movie. Oh, I know you are. I <laughs> can't wait to review it. <laughs> but I was just very annoyed because I, I've been like—they've been talking about this trailer and it showed at WonderCon, and then I was like, oh, they're going to release it soon, and then they were like, oh, they're releasing it before this movie. I was like. All right, well, you know, I kind of want to see Shazam again on the IMAX screen. I saw it on a regular screen previously. And uh, I went there, and I was um, very disappointed and angry. Luckily, Shazam is worth seeing twice. It is. Uh, in, I agree. I'll probably IMAX, see it again before next week. Yes. Um, but, yes, the other news is in the big world of um, movies is that the trailer for October's film from Todd Phillips, The Joker – or just called Joker, mm-hmm. um, dropped online um, and stuff like this. And it pretty much just looks like uh, a character mod- piece. Or- yeah, sure. All it right. looks like everything I, it looks- I said I didn't want it to be. 
Uh, so yeah, I was not impressed. The, you know, it, I'm, I'm not saying anybody can be impressed with it. I'm just saying, like, I'd rather them do... It looks like Taxi Driver with the Joker. Okay. Uh, no other comic book film does that. And I'd rather I'd rather them try to do Taxi Driver with the Joker than me keep seeing the same formulaic shit over and over again. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you can see... No, listen, and I'm different. sure most people will like it because, you know, most people like things. Uh, I'm just saying that I was like, I don't want to watch a movie where the Joker's an antihero. Mm-hmm. That's not the Joker I like. It's not what I like about the character as a villain or anything else. Like you that. like the mysteriousness of it. I like the mysterious. I like that it's it, he's a agent, not deliberately, but you know, some sort of accidentally of chaos and mm. stuff like this. And he's just unadulterated, you know, carnage and evil. Mm. You know, the fact that you know he has a sad story and it's life is tough and he's taking you know, and all of a sudden he's Travis Bickle. With clown makeup on, and I'm just like, eh. uh, I can watch Taxi Driver and stuff like that. Well, you know, you know I mean, if, if they're gonna if they're gonna also try to do a mental health angle, I'm into that. You know, I mean, I I, I would like to see how that. I mean, I, I'm I'm I also think like I'm not I try not to be married to any version of these characters, especially after all the fucking like hate mail and and venom that got spewed after me after I said like I like BVS and everybody thought I should be fucking burned at the stake. Well, people are idiots. I know people are idiots. As so, but it's always been like I only like this version of the character, and I look at it like this. I'm like, well, I think you should be able to experiment and try something different. Well, right, like character. like a lot of people were like, when first of all, actually, that's a good question. Some uh, pictures from Morbius, Mo- uh, Mobius, uh, the human vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropped. You know, Jared Leto is playing that part. Yeah. I don't know when the whole world decided we all hate Jared Leto now. <laughs> yeah, we all hate like Jared. every headline's like. <laughs> You know, stupid, Jared Leto. like boring vampire movie with Jared Leto. I was just like, why did he all... just win an Oscar like two years ago? Like... It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, right? for Dallas Buyers Club, right? Yeah, but everyone hated him as the Joker. I actually, I didn't think he was that bad. I man. thought it was an interesting new take. I mean, he didn't get like a full movie. It's he's not a major oh. part of. And we all know that, that uh, Suicide Squad was edited, but I'm like, oh yeah, but got I, I was to like, it. I didn't walk out of that theater like fuck him. Yeah, he's ruined everything. No, I. I, I <laughs> Did, did I prefer the Ledger take? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I thought it was was interesting. I don't, I, I don't think sort of crazy. did a bad job. Like, no, no, I don't know. Unless I, they were doing that new Fifty Two take anyway, and that's kind yeah. of how he is. He's, you know, so yeah. No, like I like I like that. Like you know, yeah. like there can be eight different takes on the, the Joker, yeah, yeah, but yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as it always originates with the guy just being straight up pure fucking evil. Also, um, trailers can be misleading. You could see the movie, and right? Like, be, like I, I'll, I'm not. I remember when the first trailer for BBS dropped. You're like trash, and then when yeah. you saw it, you're like, I was actually really into this movie, and you were surprised by a lot of things that happened in it. True. Yeah. True. Because, but you know, like, yeah, because I think the first trailer was just a lot. Like everything was a lot just, of darkness and just a, lot a lot of loud of, noises. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot of blah yeah, a lot of and stuff. And I and Hans Zimmer has made some amazing. Scores and stuff like that, but sometimes... With well, that was just... also him with Junkie XL, so that was, like, not... Yeah. It wasn't a pure Hans Zimmer. That's true. But I see what you... I, my point yeah. is, I see what you're saying. So, yeah, I don't like, know. I, I, think, I think... Listen, Todd yeah. Phillips clearly demonstrated... I mean, it's he like... He really said, had so, an idea, too. Like, yeah. Like, you know... Um, good actors, good cast, and everything else Daenerys like that. And it, it's, yeah. it looks... Mark Maron. The movie looks good. I'm just like... As I said when, you know, the, the announcement of this movie came around, it's just like, I just don't see the Joker as this sort of... I can understand. ...anti-hero and everything else right. like that. I think there are a lot of... Like, if you want to make that movie in the uh, comic book world, there are a lot of characters you could probably go with. Like I think... You, 
I think you're better off not doing this movie. I mean, if it, plus it could just be this movie, and I think it right. should just be this. Oh, movie. I think the plan is that it's just a standalone. But I, don't I think, think that's what comic books are. You have, but I don't know if the audience majority exists un- for this movie. Like there are some people I know saying that this is like the prequel to. Oh, I hate those um, theories. They sound so that it's really stupid. the 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 prequel to the Dark Knight trilogy or stuff like that or or things I, of that. I nature. just but I, I don't buy. I don't that know shit. really. Get, I don't know. If there's anything in the trailer that makes me think that. But I but people reach all the time with this shit. Like That's I, true. I like every like I remember when the Endgame trailer came out and everybody texted me being like, I think this is gonna happen. I'm like, how the fuck did you get that from three minutes? Yes. Like they didn't show shit in that trailer. Like you can't just make things up. Like that's why that's why my joke now is like, well, Galactus comes out at the end. You didn't well, see I Galactus. Mean, <laughs> that's my thing. I, I, I would. That would be. I was about to say that'd be huge. But that, <laughs> Literally, that sounds like a really bad comic book pun. Exactly. Um, but I would love if it ended with just Galactus, Galactus showing up. Oh, yeah. More balls um, for you. <laughs> Galactus just shows up and eats Titan. Um. <laughs> That'd be dope. I five stars. Yeah. <laughs> like if that was the mid credit or end credit scene, and then it's yeah. just like, "Welcome to the new world or I, the I, new I, universe." I think my point. I think the point is this. I don't. I don't. I'm not even like married to the fact this movie's going to be great because I'm not one of the. I don't like those people that are like his performance looks great, and I'm like, what performance? Three minutes of a trailer. Yeah, I know. that would be like if I came out on stage. And said, the one time they show him laughing, it, it's clearly eighty yard. I'm just it's like, definitely eighty yeah. yard. Um, but at the, at the same time, I'm just like. That's like if I came out on stage, did the first line of Hamlet, did a middle line from Hamlet, and did an ending line from Hamlet, and everybody was like, that's the greatest Hamlet performance I've ever seen. I'm like, how? That's well, three lines. Yeah, it's brief. <laughs> After the time we've all invested in Hamlet, we probably might appreciate that. Tim would be like, that's the greatest fucking three minutes. Loved it. What did you love about it? It was brief. It only cost five bucks. <laughs> Price was right. All the things I enjoy. So I'm interested to see. I, I think I just really want to see what Todd Phillips idea was and, and if it doesn't work I still appreciate that um, when he is dressed as the Joker he I don't think it's intentional or maybe it is uh, it just feels like there's a certain homage to uh, Bill Bill Murray and Quick Change a little bit because he's got the same sort of like with the, the yeah it's that same style standard makeup which yeah. I actually like and I, I, I there's one shot I did like from the trailer when he's this is weird shot of him like dyeing his hair green which right if you're a fan of Alex Ross I when he started drawing the Joker uh, he said he's white the, the red lips and the hair is an addition. Yeah. Which makes sense And I think sense they, even yeah. in um, the Batman 89, it was implied that, because he would change That his, Nicholson dyed his hair, yeah. Or that, yeah, and that the lips were drawn on differently Yeah, sometimes. because he does a couple of things with the makeup, and it's different, yeah. Right. So Yeah, okay, so then, I don't know. I just, I, I'm interested to see what, what Yeah, is, I mean... Know. And it could be a completely different movie from what we think it is, so... It's true. Yeah. I mean, it's very... Very true, although, no, I mean, no, in this case, I think it would be true because it's not part of any DCEU continuity or anything else like that. It's not a spinoff of anything. It's not, it really actually is a Joker film that exists entirely within its own universe, which I hope they sort of keep it with that. Me too. Um, I don't want to make a sequel. And I I was, somebody was, one of my friends was telling me, it's like, oh, you know, you think they'll replace Leto with Joaquin Phoenix? I said, no. And here's why. Because no matter what, but no matter what happens, if they did that, you're not, it's a different tone of film. You're not going to get that same Joker. So what's the point? You can't just. Yeah, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, man. If you're doing a hyper realistic version of the character, it's not going to work in a more cartoonish world. Right. Like if. You could do it if you did like like the Nolan Batman. You could argue that it could exist in that world, but we're not doing those anymore. 
Right. So that's my my whole point. It's like just see what happens. That's what I was talking. Um, about. Just fucking wait and see what happens. <laughs> I think people, when it came to Nolan Batman's, I think people really dug the sort of because I did too. I, I, I think one of the things like Dark Knight seems a little bit more real world yeah. than Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman Begins. It's, well, it's grounded in reality, has cartoonish elements to it. Yeah, like yeah. the the Arkham Asylum stuff Comes or the very, yeah. Yeah, or the 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 narrows stuff with the scarecrow is a little yeah. Uh, it, that it not feels bad. I'm almost not saying it's bad. I love Batman. It's, it's sort of like a bridge between sort of the Burton esque yeah. style and uh, Nolan's, yeah. and then when you, you you really get the full full Nolan Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, the full Nolan. The full Nolan uh, coming this summer. Sequel to the, the full, full Nolan. Um, it's very uncomfortable. So very awkward. So you want to talk Lots about this? Of dancing? Speaking of uncomfortable, <laughs> um, yes, this movie is very. Something else I was another actually news? another news story that came into my mind and now has totally left it. Well, you hate the fact you couldn't see the Godzilla trailer in IMAX. Joker. Trailer. That was enough to ruin the whole <laughs> week. Um, and then when I, I the movie we we're about to discuss us, yeah. uh, we are about to discuss us. Um, it's like relationship. I know though. it's a little complex. Joe, we need to discuss us. Um, I didn't know there was an us. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Uh, I ended up with bad seats at this movie. I was in the second row. Where would you go not, see it at? Uh, Summer and Concomite. You know what? Fuck all movie theaters. No. And also, people during movies, if you don't know what the fuck is going on, please do not discuss it. At great volume in the row next to me. For the love of God. First of all, it's a very interesting movie with a lot of things going on. There is a lot going on. But it's not that confusing. No, it's actually... it's it, There's little things and it explains put in. itself. It does explain itself pretty well. But people are bad at paying attention. I know Fuck that. Them. Also, there needs to be a new law for how long trailers can be. It was like 25 plus minutes of trailers before this movie started. I was just like, that's too much. I saw, By the end yeah. of it, I did not want to watch a movie. I saw uh, it at, uh, today. I saw it today at yeah. uh, 1240, and I think the movie actually started at 1. Yeah, I would believe yeah, it. I, yeah, 20 minutes worth of trailers. It's it too amazes much. me every time. And what's, weird, what's even weirder is when you go see one of these really big release movies, like a Marvel film, I feel like there's like three fucking trailers beforehand and then the movie starts. Really? I mean... I, I don't know. I, I felt like I've had that experience. Like, when before. you go see... Like, we saw Aquaman at the early screening, and we and I saw I Shazam. God, there was only three trailers when we saw Yeah, Aquaman. and then when I saw Shazam, there was only like... For like those special screenings, they, they have limited. And I think Maybe they only have in-studio trailers. That makes sense. Um... And stuff like that, but for everything else, like I mean, I saw Fucking, that's why I tell an people. Endgame trailer. Yeah. I saw I didn't see an Endgame trailer. I saw did uh, I see a Godzilla trailer? I, I see a Godzilla trailer. I, I saw a movie. I was, of course since Shazam I did, but um, yeah. so so much. And I was, and then I saw a trailer for Ma. I saw a trailer I, that was I, which I was like, this I, seems pretty interesting. interesting. The trailer that goes looks on forever, a little though. Scary, yeah. It kept going. <laughs> it looks uncomfortable. I didn't want to go. I like Octavia Spencer, man. Oscar award winner. Um, well, all those talk to hate her like they hate Jared Leto now. <laughs> Apparently, that might very well happen. What happened? Like, I don't understand. He's not, he has a band. Like, good, good for him. Like, well, mm, yeah, it could be. You don't have to like the band. <laughs> I don't know. I still I, like Kevin Bacon. He's a member of the Bacon Brothers. That's true. Actually, I mean, who doesn't he was love born Kevin? into the Bacon Brothers? But um, I don't love Kevin Bacon though. I would have watched the Kevin Bacon's The Joker. He kind of would fit not, that. I, I, that sounds like I'm bashing Joaquin Phoenix. I am not. No, Joaquin um, Phoenix is a fine actor. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I, I think he and he looks but, really good in the uh, part. But uh, uh, Kevin Bacon has like the build. Yeah, he's got the the got the the, the, the pointy chin, the sort of narrow face. He uh, does. He has that. Yeah. 
and he could be creepy as fuck. I forgot yeah. what I was talking about. But the point of the matter is, if you go to the movies, and I, now that I've bashed most of the movie theaters near me, um, wait for it to come out on DVD. <laughs> I like going to the movies, and sometimes going to the movies helps me enjoy movies it's more because yeah, it keeps me focused um, on the movie. Do I, don't, I don't touch my phone as opposed I turn to my watching. Shit off. Yeah. yeah, but you know, but then there's things like being too close to the goddamn screen or people talking. Were you like the second row back, you said. Yeah, I was. Yeah, so it was like watching it in a dentist chair, oh, um, which would have been really time, you know, saving if I could have gotten a cleaning and seen the movie. Yeah. Uh, Something to think about, a dental people theater, at Rob Conkama. A dental theater. <laughs> yes. Would you like to watch a movie? I have a whole theater. Yeah, you don't want that one person getting a root canal in the back, though, while you're watching a movie, though. Maybe I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Take it like a man! Jesus! All right, I'm a five-year-old give, boy. I don't care. Give me some more Vicodin. Uh, what were we talking about? Us. All right, let's get to the point let's of this. Talk about us. Us. Let's talk, let's about, talk, about, talk about, about us. Let's talk about you I want to see me. other movies. No, uh, <laughs> But this movie is basically about a well we it's it's so brilliantly set up that there's so much to talk about. I think okay, if I'm just going to do a summary of what the plot is. The plot is we're all doomed. Well, that's pretty much it. Um no, it's basically You're not um, wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. A family is goes to the their uh, their vacation house which is Santa Cruz, right? Yeah, in Santa Cruz, which is the wife's of the the mother and the family's mother's house that she basically grew up in or yeah, it's, yeah because it's the and she's passed away and they're going there and now they basically keep it as a vacation house so they're going there and then um it's apparently the mother had this incident with her child that she suffered from ptsd from the shocked that lost at a carnival right she, yeah she yeah. sort of wandered away yeah. and and had an incident happen at a carnival um eventually we're gonna get to spoilers i don't even know how i can avoid them in the vision um, quest yes and <laughs> which they updated. Thank you. To, to Merlin's mystical quest or some that's shit. Political the correctness the yeah, yeah. for you. It's like, it's like well, times changed. <laughs> it was it was like a, it was a hair's breadth of against the wild savages' vision quest. But they still had the totem yeah. pole out front. They did. It was weird. I was like, did the only thing that was it attached to the thing. Well, according to the rules, and I'm looking up the rules now. Uh, totem poles not cultural appropriation. No, I'm just kidding. Moving on. Um... <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, so so they're on the beach and stuff like this. She starts to feel uncomfortable and says she wants to leave. He says maybe in the morning, and then it turns to uh, 11, 11 at night, and then all of a sudden this family shows up on their driveway and freaks them out. And then it turns out the family is them, but not them, or us. No, they're us, but they're not them. Yes. <laughs> so weird. Um, and then a whole bunch of creepy psycho shit goes on. Yeah. People die. Um, and then the day is saved. Not really. Well, <laughs> I like movies. You I, when we get up? to it, I do say I like horror movies that end this way. Oh, yeah. I do like horror movies that end this way because it, it, I think you should be left with a certain feeling afterwards if it's done well. Well, I, I think the when horror movies work, you shouldn't walk out of the theater and be like, I feel great. No, you should Does not. Does everyone else feel great? No, Let's get a Sunday, everyone. But there was also like uh, the eleven eleven thing pops up a bunch, and um, it's it's on this. The guy had when she's wandering away in the beginning of the movie. The guy has the sign. It's yes, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Which I was I, I kept meaning to look up. Maybe I'll look it up later. But I wanted to know what, what that means. Oh, in the I, Bible. we looked it up when we got home. What it, was it? Uh, I don't remember. It. Par- can up. you paraphrase it? Uh, basically, it's it's from Jeremiah eleven eleven. It's basically um, that God saying that He will visit upon man a 
uh, a, a disaster. Oh, okay, there it is. A disaster, and when they scream for help, I will not. I will, help I, will, them. I will not help them. Yeah, which is some dark biblical shit. Oh yeah, um, it's a happy book. <laughs> at times it is, um, but not this time. So that's basically it. So the eleven eleven thing comes up constantly. Yeah, uh, she wanders off and then goes. To the... This movie is oh, a lot of layers. This is an onion. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like a it's like a two hour, and I don't mean this in a bad way. This is a big compliment. I think it almost it's almost like a two hour Twilight Zone episode. I can see in that. In a lot of ways, it it has these sort of like it's one of those movies that there's a lot they do with no sound in this. The stuff they do yeah. with sound is amazing, and I will get to that ending yeah. later where I was like captivated by how this <laughs> that was a beautiful and amazing. Yeah, the whole. I mean, once you finally get talk to about the, brilliant direction. And I editing. mean, let's just call spoilers. I mean, well, let's start we from the beginning and everything. We got I, I there, tried yeah. starting from the beginning. It well, uh, well, yes, yeah, so everything. Oh, and what's his name? The guy who plays Mbaka. Um, what's it? Michael Winslow or what's, uh, what's his Winston name? Winston Duke. Winston Duke. I fucking I know that dad. I know that dad. That, oh that yeah. Ca- his I love him. He was great. He's, well, everyone's great. Everyone's this. great in it, but I love him in this movie because he's so like. That's that. That's I know that dad, and I feel like that's that's how a dad would react in that situation. You know. It's true. They are like the all-American family, and it's very different also from Get Out, where I felt like Get Out because the movie. In Get Out, it's very much um, a, a movie that has, uh, you know, racial themes and everything like that. Right. This does not, not really, especially when you realize it's happening to everybody. Yes. You know, and it's 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 more of a commentary on we're our own worst enemies type shit. It's that. There's also uh, there's a lot of you know, sort of the idea of control. Yeah, the idea of control. Um, the idea of conspiracies and shadow government activities. It was activities. like that. There's a whole MS-13, uh, not MS-13, um, uh, what was the the mind control experiments thing they called? Uh, oh, I don't remember. But there's like a whole, there's like a yeah. whole, yeah. Like, there's a lot of, you know. If you know, if you've read a weird book once, you'll probably find a lot of stuff in common with this. Yeah. This could be an X-Files episode. It could, Actually, absolutely, you know, there it is. There, it, it, it more so, because I, I don't think it's as... Because it plays in the doppelganger mythology as well. Yeah. Um, and it, it and it, it also pl- plays into us. Because they have, the, when you get to the end of the, not us, but like, when you get to the end of the movie and she has a line about, if I had never met you, I would have never danced. Right. And the idea of... Not, not believing in yourself, but like not being afraid to do something. You know what I mean? Because the the dance stuff comes up a couple times with her character, right? Well, yeah, it's clearly established. I mean, it's one of the things. It, it's it's sort of the idea of the confronting of the dark side, yeah, confronting the dark um, side, embracing and overcoming that dark I think side. There's a lot of think... commentary on mental illness in this as well, with anxiety yes. and uh, um, like just getting in your own head about certain things. Um, you're right. It's an onion. It's layered as shit. I mean, he did, yeah. and there's stuff that he puts in this movie. He's a very cerebral director. I'm realizing about Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like a hit. He's got like a hit. He's, I'm not saying somebody said a quote. It's like, oh, he's the next Hitchcock. He's actually the first. He's actually can he just be the first Jordan Peele? Yeah, I mean, that's, but at the that's same the time, time. And I, I'm, I'm like, he does have these Hitchcockian elements to him. Yes. You no. Know? Like every, I think everything. Everybody in it. steals and borrows from people. So true. Yeah. I mean, even Hitchcock stole and borrowed. Oh, but fuck um. Yeah. But the thing is, like, what he has similar to Hitchcock is, like, everything that's happening on screen is not uh, accidental or no. anything else like that. It's meant to be that way. Yeah. Um, you like, just have the, to really I mean, it. that's why when the, when a movie like this starts, you you have to be watching right from the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, this movie starts with the the 
the younger version of the main character watching TV. Hands Across America. Yeah. The, the Hands Across America. But there's also the news program and yeah. the whole thing. And it starts with uh, actually text with uh, the, the tunnels underneath North America. Right, yeah. Say. It talks yeah. about the tunnels and stuff like that. But even when it opens up and you see just this old-fashioned color television. It actually stuff, threw me off because I thought the, the movies movie, that are sitting yeah. on the counter. Chud. Goonies, Chud. And and I didn't see which one Nightmare was recorded off the TV. Was Nightmare on Elm Street that yeah. was recorded off the TV? yeah. There's little horror movie. He is a huge horror movie fan, so he's always putting little references. Yeah. He's got stuff like that in Get Out too. If you look around, like there's posters and stuff. Yeah, and then the, you know, like the 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 thing about Thriller being in there, the the, the red jumpsuits the red and jumpsuits, the one glove, one glove. Yeah, there's which in retrospect, uh, <laughs> you know, but you know what that that is an indication of yeah. the time. It's not yeah. it's not really saying anything about Michael Jackson, I know. a former person, but. In 1986 or the 80s in general, yeah. Michael Jackson Huge. was the biggest shit Huge. ever. Huge. I agree. Absolutely. And the idea that a kid would want a Thriller T-shirt is not terribly surprising. No, so I remember that shirt actually. That's a I, my cousin had that shirt. Did she? She did. Yeah. Nice. I remember it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this movie you really have to watch. It, it, it reels you in, like right from the beginning, because you're like, what? Like the the thing that kept going through my head as I was watching this, I'm like, I have to see where this goes. I have to. I need answers now. Like I need yeah. answers. I, I couldn't imagine being the type of person that would ever think to walk out of this movie, even if I wasn't enjoying this movie. I was like, I gotta see where the fuck we're going. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> but you really do have to pay attention to what's happening in front of you. That's you know, mm, it's that's true. It's not one of those movies like like you said, which is one of the reasons. Like the people talking next to me, one of the reasons I shut I'd, the fuck up, watch the movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get too insane is because you're like, at least they're discussing the movie like because they clearly are yeah confused at least figure. they're engaged some way so you can but but I, they're not like on their i've been next to people who are on oh, their I fucking phone shit. and stuff like that or I answer their that phone shit. in the middle of the movie yeah i'm in a movie it's like yeah so i hang oh, the shit. fuck up so maybe turn your fucking phone off and answer two hours later oh god but, anyway the worst yeah i hate it too. humanity but uh yeah i just uh i really you have to pay attention to what's happening in front of you because you'll miss something Right. You'll miss, you'll miss, even if it's one second, it's one of those things where all of a sudden, because when they start explaining things, they explain fucking everything. And you really got to pay attention yeah. when she finally, because eventually, after this harrowing fucking cat and mouse game of some really cool uh, stalking stuff and just terrifying doppelganger shit. And when, one of the things that really shocked me um, was when the other family was killed. That's because I, I thought it was an isolated incident. Well, yeah, that's the that was, yeah. that's the, one of the best reveals of the movie is because a lot of the stuff in the trailers you see it looks like it's just happening to them, right? It seems like a um, a home invasion style, like almost horror. like the strangers, yeah, right. And then when they uh, shortly into it, they 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 escape yeah. and they go to the one place they know they'll be safe was their friend's house, yeah, and stuff like this. So they basically cut back to the friend's house, and you're just like. It almost seems like a comedy interlude and yeah. stuff like That's this. Uh, isn't that the guy from Tim and Eric? Yeah, it's yeah. Tim from Tim and Eric. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, Elizabeth Moss, of course, from uh, Mad Men yes. and uh, Animated Tale and stuff Which like that. Very fucking funny in that, by the way. She's very I, I, in Handmaid's Tale. No, in not yeah, Handmaid's Tale is hilarious, man. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched that particular series. No, I, I, in I, this movie, I, she has some great lines. Yeah, just like the, you're. She's she's, very she's funny. the jaded housewife who perfect. Just, perfect. You know, the whole hates idea. Her of, like, I got a little thing done. Yeah, just a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but kids. So but funny. the husband is perfect as just that total just. Only cares about you know what wealth he can show off to his friend and shit he got like the that. Boat and everything. And yeah. he says later, he's like, "You got that boat just to show it off to me." You know, he did. Yeah. 
Or he's uh, like, I heard a noise outside, and, and he's just like, I'm comfortable in my chair with my scotch. But I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff. <laughs> you know? Does can't even come up with a good fucking excuse. Ophelia, uh, play beast. Play. What does he say? Play um, like play pet sounds by the Beach Boys or something. Oh yeah, that's so fucking funny. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this other their doppelgangers show up. And yeah, I'm and that's like, when what the fuck? And then just take them out in short order by just. Basically stabbing them with scissors in the neck. I wonder if there was a... Because I noticed quite a few Black Flag shirts in there. Yes. And I, want, I was going to ask you if you thought maybe that would... I'm not... I don't know. I'm not going to claim to be some brilliant cinephile or everything where I'm like, that means this. What Do you think that I noticed that too, but I never, I, I never figured out... the guy at the whack-a-mole stand was wearing one in the beginning. Right. And, and then, then the, one of the daughters is wearing, wearing one at the beach and later. I maybe that meant something because... Probably. What, I don't know. I'll, I'll look. I think it's just... I have to watch this movie again. I some of the things do. I think are just tiebacks to the uh, inciting incident. Yeah, it's true. So I think that was just that. I don't know. throwback just to sort of remind people. Yeah. Okay. Like the 11-11s, I think were also just... And then... You, well, you, well, no, maybe... They, I don't know. Everything probably means... There's a, I, I, we should definitely watch this movie again. <laughs> too stupid for this movie. I feel bad now. I'm going home. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, I look at stuff like that, and I'm like, well, this might mean something. Maybe it doesn't, you know, because it popped up yeah. at least twice, three times, I think. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, no, and it definitely popped up twice. And technically, the whole plot of the movie started right when they got there, because you see the old guy, who used to was the right. sign guy, and then who you was realize... the young guy with the Jeremiah 1111. Now he's an old man with the Jeremiah 11. the first guy they see. You don't realize it at the time, but right. that's the first guy on the beach. Right, exactly. So, and that's what starts again, the ball rolling. That's great. <laughs> that, I love that stuff, though, man. Yeah, um, no, it, everything. Yeah, and it's so beautifully shot. And I love is. one of the things that's most powerful is is we get the early scene with um, Adelaide. I think I got the right. Yeah, Adelaide. I yeah, as a child, and it's so brilliantly shot because it's shot from her perspective. Yeah. So she's going through this par- carnival with her parents, who are just bickering the whole time because. That's what parents, parents do. do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're, you're getting the angle is always looking up at everyone and you're getting a lot of back from the adults yeah. and stuff like that because you're sort of just tagging along with them. Yeah. And then when you take when she does wander off, it's just you go. But you're like I said, you're always at her angle. So everything is so much more imposing. Um, yeah, and it's the attention to detail like that that makes these scenes creepier and uncomfortable, yeah. and and it builds attention brilliantly, and it's it's sort of like the same thing with the what what usually happens in instances of terror in movies like this is there's a lot of shaky cam stuff. One of the things I liked right. about it is there was these it was sharp, quick panning, but it wasn't shaky. No. So when something happened, it was almost like. It, it, it was very clear and deliberate, and it wasn't it wasn't shaky because the f- pure shock of it was great, you know. So I I, I liked not just seeing someone just running around with a camera as they were running. There was something precise. Well, sometimes about I think it. with shaky cam, it's it's a way of overcompensating for making you feel like you're there, or it's, it's I think to it, overcompensate. Yeah, I think or you know, like well. the, these shots are are carefully chosen and beautifully staged. The, I see the plan. That he had yeah, in his head. that's what. I And it's yeah. it's all laid out, and it's and it's not. It's less about making you feel like you're there than guiding you through. He's showing you exactly what he wants you to see in the order he wants you to see it. So, how did you feel about um, when they have the whole family down there, and she's sort of like the red who was uh, Adelaide's doppelganger? Yeah, um, is kind of explaining. In her own fairy tale way, 
Oh, I yeah. I thought that was very interesting because I was trying to really pay attention to that to be like... The whole, the, the girl in her shadow yeah, explanation. Yeah, yeah. That was insane. It was insane, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was brilliantly done. And it's so... Because, I mean, it's one of the hints, once again, there are immense spoilers for this. Do not listen Although to I this. Although the... I did see the final twist coming because I was like... The final twist I saw coming. Yeah, but then, yeah. you know, once you see the final twist, then you see all the hints... That were that there. Real, she's the only one that can talk. She's the only one that can talk, but she the way she talks is someone who clearly is strained and hasn't done it for a while. Yeah. Um, sort of like if you found a kid lost in the woods for the hoarseness you know, of the voice. Yeah. And the uh, yeah the not the not really knowing how to deal with the people, yeah. um, and stuff like this. I thought it was it was really well done, and I thought all the doppelgangers were terrifying oh the abraham one the big scary man yes he's that was actually one of my favorite parts because they have that great stuff with the boat because then if i know you know anything about horror movies if you see something in the first 20 minutes it's gonna come into play later so when he was circling the boat which by the way was really funny he was like hey look what i got like (laughs) like, i know this guy um yes but uh when they had that great sequence on the boat and you know don't worry the guy taught me it's stuff like that that's what horror movies are stuff the engine thing and he does his the he headbutts himself on right. it and he tears the guy up and I'm like that's I was like that's great that's <laughs> that that's what kill. you're supposed to do man. There's some good kills in here. There are some good kills and they, what I like about it is, is that they're um, there's a fine line that Jordan Peele plays because Get Out was so psychological and yeah. this is he's sort of like bouncing the line he's like he, it's like I kind of want to make a slasher film but I still wanted it to be a psychological horror movie so I'm gonna try to find a way to a healthy medium yeah. between the two and I think he did with this. Because like there's some fucked up kills on this. There are fucked up kills, but it never gets into the gratuitous it's off or screen, the a lot of yeah. off screen. They beat um, the one uh, uh, twin to death in the when they they're on their other friend's house. You don't see any of it, but you you hear it, and you you hear it, and you see her swinging blood. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you sometimes see like after effects, like you know, <laughs> they make a really fucking macabre joke. When they say something about uh, was the the friends and it's like I don't know why don't you ask them they're right there yeah. and it's just their fucking bodies and I was like ooh there, I laugh there's something about I, that that I'm like I, I appreciate that because I've always believed that in moments like that people tend to lean towards humor even in the most uncomfortable of moments because right. it's a safe area for so many people so you make fucked up jokes I think that's a human reaction so I believe that. Yeah, I don't it's think the that's survival method. Method yeah. of just being glib. Yeah. In the, in the, in the, but they also have that great line. It's like, well, we get to take their car. You just see the dad go, hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, we get to drive the Land Rover. Look, get to look at the bright side. Kills the other guy in the boat. And he goes, no more boats. I'm done with boats. <laughs> that was great because he had the, the flare. And I was like, he's going to blow this guy's head away. He fucking misfires. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. This is exactly what I want to see right now. And uh, it just, the thing about it is, and what I love about this movie, it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling, and you're like, yeah. what is going to happen next? And when you finally get to the, the part where you're, the, you know, she goes into the, it, it, I don't know, was it Merlin's Mystic Quest at this point? Something it was, it was, not Vision Quest, Wizard anymore. Quest or something wizard else quest, like that. Yeah. Something she goes down underneath and has probably, in my opinion, one of the most brilliantly shot sequences and a great fight, too. So yeah. different. Where she really starts, she's at the chalkboard. And she starts to explain everything, and then the use of uh, "I got five on it" 
with just the the I think it's violins and yeah. and or just the pluck it's almost like plucking of strings. It's it's sort of an orchestral, yeah. you know, it's it's the bass. And it's just the boom bum Yeah. And it's spaced out and then she starts like with everything she's got with this poker. She's shackled throughout most of this film and she's just and this woman is just and, and her red the doppelganger is just sidestepping her almost elegantly the whole yeah. time. And she's screaming and she's very silent and then you know, eventually she kills her and all that stuff and breaks her neck. That's probably the most horrific kill in there. She just wrenches her fucking neck. Yeah. And that's when the big twist starts to come in shortly after that. Yeah, well, they, well after that she finally gets... And that's when I really start to see, I'm like... The son, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely right about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But then they shows him in the car and then... And, then, and this is a, something they do in horror movies a lot or, or movies of this ilk sort of similar to uh, the usual suspects yeah. it's like now that we've gotten to the end and you're like, and there's still that puzzling thing it sort of goes back and Everything shows you, you is, what you've been what thinking is. the whole yeah. time and, and, and it lays out you know the world and you know because I was never how, sure about it yeah. yeah and then the hands across America thing was like I, I it's just weird looking like it was just weird like I kept looking at it and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? And the whole idea to make a statement, because they're clones, right? That's what it is. That that's sort of what they infer to that they're actually clones. It and there's seems like to be that some mind are, control going on there as well. There are they created these clones to help to use them as a way to control people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because you can, and only- then something went. It didn't work, or something went wrong. So they just sort of stored them all in yeah. these tunnels with. Rabbit it's like a failed seed. experiment. Yeah, so basically they've all just been in these tunnels underneath. That's why that early thing from the tunnels is there. Yeah. Um, and the Adelaide, her doppelganger, decided one day while she was at the fair basically to lure her Yeah. and well, then swap places at, with her. If you look back, because I was talking to my buddy about this because he called me right after I saw the movie and I was just talking about it with him before I got here. And uh, he said he thinks that that was a little bit of mind control uh, on the part of there was some that part. Yeah, well, that's what yeah, they say. Yeah. They say they their souls are tethered together, yeah. and it's through that tether that they they use it as a form of control. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that like again, I that stuff is interesting to me. MK Ultra is what it was called, by the way. That's what it was. The mind control experiments that they did. Oh right. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of MK Ultra influence in this. Um, yeah. And then you get to that, and you realize eventually that the little girl they switched. It was actually the. It was, it was act- a doppelganger. It was a doppelganger the whole red. time. Yeah, red. It was actually Adelaide was actually red, and red was actually Adelaide. Yeah. And um, it, it, I'm fine with seeing a twist coming, as long as you lay the groundwork for it. As long as you, you right. do it the right way. It was earned. It yeah. was absolutely earned. You know. You know, it wasn't something that came out of left field with where you're just like, well, there's nothing to support that at any point or anything I like else. The like the new stuff too. When you knew yeah. it was happening everywhere. That's right. why. I, that's that, what that, makes it scary. That creeped me out a lot because yeah. I was like, because they're just sitting in the house, and they can't. There's a line where he's like, "When the hell's the last time the police put you on hold?" And I and I thought about that. I'm like, that's a terrifying statement. If yeah. that's happening, that means there's something really bad happening. Like, yeah. it's just like, well, it's the same as like you know, they call them and said they won't be here for 14 minutes, and, and then they never show up. Because yeah. that's when you realize that everything started happening at once. I mean, those. Another thing, and I, I really want to compliment him on this is, um, I love in horror movies when you can. Uh, when you do stuff during the day and you do it well. Yeah. Because most, you know, there's always a, I think with horror movies, a lot of stuff tends to happen at night because we associate night with, you know, terror and everything. Well, I mean, it's part of the natural terror is the idea that you you can't see everything. Yeah. There's shadow and there's darkness and but stuff But I think like it's that. scary when you can see everything. 
when everything's yeah. right there. And they do Oh, that. no, yeah. There's definitely scary shit that happens during the day. Yeah, so they, when they do that segment with the flaming car... Right. Which is mind-fucking. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird. Like... <laughs> And, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's great. And I love when you can get away with stuff during the day because I think that makes it a stronger horror film because then it means that there's nowhere to run. Right. Literally nowhere you can Yeah, go. I mean, it's not one of those... I mean, there's a lot of great movies with the idea of surviving the night. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but when you're not even safe in the in the comfort of the sunlight because that's you always associate sunlight with with with, with something good and, and, and happiness right. or something when that's stripped away then it's pure terror and i think they do a really good job in that um that, i mean that's i enjoyed this movie you know i really and i tried not to listen to any i, I didn't even though the reviews were overly positive i made a point not to read yeah. anything because i didn't want to predispose myself and just say well i like it because everyone else did but I enjoyed the movie. I really did. Yeah, no, I did too. And I, I didn't read anything until I read after I saw, yeah. saw the movie. Because also, sometimes they say spoiler-free, and then even when they're not being spoiler-free. That's why I don't trust you know, I just yeah. want to watch. And I knew that sometimes they just And after know. Get Out, I was like, I don't want to. I'm just going to go see this. Jordan Peele's yeah. trying to do something here. I don't want that to be ruined for me. Um, And, you know, I, <laughs> and he's on a good track record. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't go two for two right full now, M. Night. Um. Because at one time, M. Night Shyamalan was two for two. He Well, even when you look back on that, I'm like, you can only watch The Sixth Sense once. And I signs. Well, I, you can watch The Sixth Sense again. When I, Similar to this, where you once you learn what the twist is, and then you go back and, and see all the, the hints that it's were true. there. But yeah. I feel like this is a movie that you could show. Meh. Sixth Sense was such a phenomenon, though. Yeah. But I yeah, think, you're right. I think right. the Sixth Sense is still a quality. Well, I don't movie. think it's bad. I don't. Yeah. I think the movie's bad. I think. I think the the effect of the movie wears off after you've seen it at least twice, because then you that, you watch it once for true. the twist, and you yeah. watch it again to see all the the clues. Right. So that's basically like, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's still good performances. I think that's probably one of the last really good Bruce Willis performances um, before he basically gave just... up. <laughs> I hate to keep going to that trope, but it just. He gave up. He's so I mean, he's so great in so many things, but then all of a sudden it's just like The man he just almost sort of won an Oscar at one point, like yeah. like a well deserved Oscar. I mean, I love And it's not like he's at a shortage for work. No, man, he's Bruce Willis. He's still a huge yeah. star. Still a huge star. I mean he could finance a movie, he could be part I mean, like he was doing all the, the fucking... Tarantino stuff for a while. Yeah. Um He would try in those films. Yeah, if they put him, uh, if Tarantino, can, I mean, he's—I don't think he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but if he was, I'm sure he would actually try for that work because he likes working yeah, with Tarantino. I mean, it seems that way, but he hasn't been in a Tarantino movie in a while. The last one was uh, Planet Terror. The uh, well, that was, right. that was Robert Rodriguez. That was, the, but that was the Grindhouse movies. That was the last. It was the one Grindhouse because he, he was had. in the Robert Rodriguez one, not the. He was in Planet Terror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're sort of both in both. But it's under the Tarantino banner, so yeah. you can at least say that. But that was the last time he was even near something Tarantino-esque. Hmm. Maybe they had a falling out. Maybe he's just rich and bored. Maybe. Apparently, he just uh, put his one of his houses on the market for like $33 million. He's got like five houses. I mean, if you could afford it, why not? See, if, this if is I why, could afford it, I would have multiple this houses. This is why I always support Nick Cage because, like, he's just. It's like. Because he's broke. He's broke, but, like, at least. Here's the thing. For every. There's, every year, there'll be about six Nick Cage movies that come out, right? It's true. He likes to work. At least one of those, he'll do like an interesting performance. Where, like, there's always a Mandy or a movie that he did called Joe, where right. he actually, I'm like, wow, Nick Cage is not a bad actor, yeah. but he gets paid to do the Nick Cage performance. I think it's true, but I also think it's it's if there's 
it's the directors who use him well. Yeah. Like one of the things that works for Mandy is that they basically use. They actually un- wanted him to play unres- the, uh, the, the the cult leader at first. I could see that. I like that they switched it though. I do too. Yes, but they let you know Nick Cage go full Nick Cage on it, and it works yeah. so fucking beautifully. Yeah. That's hands down one of the best movies of 2018. Oh God, yes. Yeah, I, mean, I ordered the Blu-ray of it. I was in love with that movie. I'm like, this is the yeah. kind of flicks I like to watch. This is great. Yeah, I mean, and that's there's there's no twist in that movie. It's, it's pretty no. It's straight, a straightforward revenge. It's a straight story. yeah, but it's so like out there. Yeah, it's such it's. It seems almost plausible, but in another way, it's like a total different fucking world. Well, it's like he did, the director did another movie before that called Beyond the Black Rainbow, and basically it's a delightful title. Yeah, it's very um, H.P. Lovecraft sort of inspired, but um, it's very much uh, uh, like aesthetic over like deep plot. It's not a bad plot. Right. It's just not. It's all about visuals. Yeah, and everything. And Mandy is basically pure. He does a very. I think you do if you do a very simple plot. That's straightforward. You can do a lot of cool things with visuals and make it a more interesting plot through that. And I think that's yeah. what he did with Mandy. And whereas with we, the movie Us, I feel like it's both. I feel yeah. like it's a pretty straightforward plot, but it gets complicated. Yeah. And then the visuals are striking just because they should be. Yeah. Because you could certainly, and there are, there's a lot of examples of this, where you can take a movie with a very simple plot mm. um, and make it into, into something. I mean, like, you know, some of the greatest... Like I, I think about list, recently listening to a podcast that was discussing the original Suspiria, the original one. Like, yeah, yeah. like the plot of that movie is not important. No, doesn't even really make any sense. It's about the colors. But it's yeah, but it's all about the the atmosphere of the, the visuals, music, the music, and the big music, and like and, yeah, especially with Argento, yeah. yeah, and Italian filmmakers yeah. in general. They love music is always important to them. Exactly, I think especially in horror when you can really, when you, the best horrors sometimes throw away all the conceit mm-hmm. and stuff like that and just focus on the, the emotion. And I think that's when a genre like horror really works is, yeah, is when I it can agree. really get into, that, yeah. you know, your bones and, and the heart of you yeah. and stuff like that or the, the part of your brain that's a little more primal. Than... I don't think people realize how hard a good horror movie is to make. No, it's true. It's 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 because a lot, a lot of... And listen, I love... I'm like in a lot of ways. I'm like your brother, Michael. Like I, yeah. I, I watch everything because I love the genre. But I always admit there's like there are truly great horror films out there. Like, yeah. like, like this. I think it's a. I think this could deserves a lot of recognition. Um, it's very much. Um, it's very much sort of what because it, it's and it's done great at the box office to show that, which is yeah, which is, which is un, uncharacteristic for horror films. Yeah. They usually never do the, the the money that they're doing right now, and they don't have the good reviews that it has gotten. And no, like, I mean, I'm not a man who reads reviews, but I'm glad that there are positive reviews for yeah. this. Well, it's so. a well-made movie. You know, it's very similar just to another genre that is also incredibly difficult to make. But I don't think they actually put the good effort into making it anymore, um, which is comedies. Mm. You know what? I, it's funny you say that. So the other night I was home and I was just looking for like a. You know what? I was just on looking for a movie to watch, and I was like, like a like not like a mid level comedy, but like just something that I could watch and like laugh at that I hadn't yeah. seen three thousand times already. Even if I'd seen it like a couple times, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this. In a yeah. Like I was gonna put on Dumb and Dumber. I know that movie by heart. Yeah. Couldn't find one. Couldn't find the fucking movie. Couldn't find Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. No, no, like like Dumb and Dumber. Oh, you find them. Yeah. But like I couldn't with... find like a nice mid level comedy that's gonna make me laugh. That's enjoyable. Right. Then ex- a lot of them don't exist anymore. No, they don't because and they don't. I mean, you get. One a year, maybe that stands out. You get something like Blockers. Yeah, Blockers. Um, I like Blockers. Which is, blockers which is, was which surprisingly is a quality funny, comedy yeah. and stuff like this. But I, I'm 
the that genre above all else doesn't seem to get any respect. No, it doesn't make any money um, in the grand scheme of things. In the '90s, I think it did because you had the Jim Carrey boom. You did, yeah. but there was a lot of high concept Jim Carrey movies. After Dumb and Dumber, you go to The Mask, where it's basically a comic book movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so you have the first two. It's like uh, Ace Ventura. But then, I mean, but a lot of Jim Carrey's movies are also high concept things, like yeah. like um, Bruce Almighty. Yeah, you know, has a like, whole yeah. I like Bruce Almighty, yeah. yeah. But it, but it's like a lot of the comedies have. He's got the power of God, mm. or in Yes Man, where he can only say yes. And stuff like this. There's a lot of high concept comedies, and they're very funny. Yeah. And uh, some of them are not bad movies. Uh, some very funny, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. But the idea is like, just to make like a a pure comedy. Well, look at Holmes and Watson. Yeah, exactly. Garbage. Absolute know? garbage. It could have been funny though. Yeah. That movie could have been fucking hilarious. I feel like it could have been maybe a different time, maybe a different. You had Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Like, I I think they're really funny guys. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, you, you got Ray Fiennes to play Moriarty. Yeah, what the fuck? You had Steve Coogan in a small role. That's such a good cast. I mean, you, you had the recipe there. You just can't do it. Um, and you had people who are legitimately funny people. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it, it's funny. We were talking about Todd Phillips earlier. Um, he did the Hangover movies. <laughs> he, he did the Hangover. But more, what I liked even more is like he did Old School, which is a concept I comedy, but it's a basic yeah, but old school is hysterical. It, yeah, it's still um, this day. And what are some of the other Todd Phillips earlier ones? Well, he did uh, Road Trip. He did Road Trip, Road right? Trip, which is funny. I think Road Trip's still funny. Yeah. Um, um, he did a lot of teen comedy stuff. He did a lot of um, teen comedies in the earliest. He did Starsky and Hutch. He did Starsky and Hutch, which I is not amazing, but there's still moments of it that 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 Rum and Coke do it makes me laugh every yes. time. Yeah. Uh, See, <laughs> there are there are funny moments to that one. I saw that in the theater. Vince, uh, Vince Vaughn has a great line where he just goes, "Chill out, take a quaalude." I did. I'm still pissed off. <laughs> um, I loved uh, Owen Wilson from those days. Oh yeah, just just that that laid back surfer style just always that was like because like the first time I really remember Owen Wilson was from Zoolander, so he kind of had that. Well, no, Zoolander and um, uh, Royal Tenenbaums, really. Really? Because I never saw Shanghai Noon or Shanghai uh, the Shanghai Nights until years later. Yeah, I've never seen those. Never really never saw. Read, them. Never had, never had interest. interest uh, but I liked. I saw Bottle Rocket shortly after it came out. Which I saw was... Bottle Rocket after I saw World Tenenbaums first, then I saw Bottle Rocket. Right. Yeah. Because I saw Bottle Rocket. Uh, I I think HBO did like a or no, I think it was IFC when IFC in its early days would just actually show independent films yeah. like the title says um and they had a special screaming screening for it um on the channel it wasn't a screening so for was, bottle rocket yeah that because because they did st- i know they it was a big hit yeah when it came out um a big indie hit which well was, well, was, really he was i mean wes anderson was like the last indie director yeah. speaking of indie films and we'll just end on this uh i did watch on netflix had unicorn store um what Unicorn Store. Look it up. No, I think no, you might I will, enjoy but, uh, Tell me a little um, bit. <laughs> this is the movie that Brie Larson actually directed. Brie Larson directed it? Yes. It's And it's basically she... Uh, it's Sorry, I'm looking so at Todd biz- Phillips directing stuff. But it's so bizarre. It's But it's, it's, it's quite adorable. And I don't mean that to be condescending or insulting. Um, the movie's okay. It's like a, a strong B-minus. Okay. Maybe even a full B. Because um, I... 
it it has some things that I was just like it doesn't really play through. But she's great, and the movie has a look and a style to it that's fantastic. Is this and a new said, thing they released on Netflix? Yeah, she okay. actually had made it in 2017, but it just got a release now. She just basically sold it to Netflix recently, yeah, so it just came out. Movies. Yeah, um, it's her and Samuel L. Jackson actually. Really? Is it? Yeah, and this is pre Captain Marvel. That's awesome. Um, and you can tell because she is I like so much. Oh no, she's a great actress. Do, yeah. Um, and she, I think she has a lot of talent as a Wasn't director. She on the, I think she was on the the uh, the league too, as the au pair. Maybe she was. Yeah, I thought she was. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. I mean, she's been acting since she's nine. She could have been yeah, in she's been all over the place. But she's um, starting to blow up in mainstream like recently. Yeah, well, you get one of those Marvel movies oh, yeah. and <laughs> you can write your paycheck. True. Look at Batista. Look at fucking Chris Hemsworth. That's true. Yeah. Batista just got uh, signed on to star in Zack Snyder's Yeah, he's doing new the Army of the Dead, like a heist zombie movie, right? Yes. I'm all for it. That makes sense. That's a pair that works. They can work out a lot, talk about working out. Uh, I, I, they make a movie where they work out. I don't think he wants to work out. with fucking Marvel after Guardians 3 anymore. I mean, he got his director back. He did. James Gunn is probably the king yeah. of the universe right now, as far as that goes. I mean, Marvel made his career in they movies, did, yeah. so still weird, stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Disney for you. Um, okay. What else um, can say? All right, we're at an hour. We're so at an hour. Uh, we're going to rate this puppy this real quick. Um, oh, right, we should rate the movie. I'm going to give the movie uh, a solid eight. Um, I think if I see it again, I would probably give it more. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm also going to give the movie an eight. Uh, again, I should see this movie again, is, 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 is just what Everyone should see this movie uh, again. Go check it out. You, you know, even if you don't like it, go check it out because it's a, it's a conversation starter. It's a, there's a lot to talk about. Even if you don't like the movie, there's a lot to talk about. That's true. If you don't like the movie, uh, I can't help you. Um, <laughs> I can't help you. One of my friends does not like this movie okay. at all. But, uh, <laughs> I, I can understand that, I guess. No, I can't. I can't understand it. All right. Enough of that crap. We are Peppercorn's Movie Shack, and if you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of the movie, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Peppercorn's Movie Shack, or you can email us at peppercornsmovieshack at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web at peppercornsmovieshack.com, which is a website I have not updated recently. Please feel free to comment on that fact. I will probably read it later. If you um, comment on it, he'll update it, but only if you comment. That's true. <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes. Um, but thank you so much for listening and sharing and commenting. Appreciate it doing this all for you. I just turned the music up. So you probably can't hear it. Good night. <laughs>